0: Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Rocky Mountain Racing Review Podcast. I'm your host, the Charmin' Charlie, and I'm going to walk you through how we're going to save the local motocross industry or the local motocross shop, right? Um, So, in this episode, we're going to have tips of bringing people into your store we're gonna have tips on bringing additional revenue so you don't have to rely on just uh, motor or the bike sales and then we're gonna talk about how we keep people in the store a little bit longer and some other cool topics. So some of the background on this and everything, uh, I used to be a salesman at Wild West Motorsports. So I have worked in the industry before. Um, Before I was a salesman there, I was a parts associate. Um, So I sold parts, I've sold bikes, I've talked to the guys in the shop, I've seen um, the whole industry or the whole aspect of a motocross shop um, or a Harley, um, shop. It was Wild West Motorsports and Greeley Harley. So I, I kind of have both ends, but we're super passionate about this episode because there's all kinds of really good ideas. Um, it can really open people's eyes and then it also, maybe we can reach out for certain shops or something who want to come, and uh either get not consulting or anything but invest in this podcast and invest in us and we will by far invest in you and promote you and use us as your marketing tool so uh yeah you guys strap up hold on tight get ready to throw down because this is uh this is gonna be the best episode i think so we're gonna take our time with it. We're gonna make sure that we cover all ends and and all topics that we want to cover. I have like six or seven like full pages of just notes that we want to uh, topic. So we have a really good structure base, and the overall topic of this this episode is basically um, thinking outside of the box. So all of our other normal topic, our uh, Moto Mom and Dad tips of the week our track improvements um, all, all of our typical structure is all themed around that thinking outside the box so we're still going to give those tips and we're still going to have our normal structure just like we always do but uh, it has that common theme so welcome aboard get ready it's going to be a great one right all right thanks for listening and uh, thank you sponsors and let's get a word for them in there Hey, are you looking for that factory look and treatment for your bike? How about that name and number on the back of your jersey so the ladies and the potential sponsors know who's riding that bike? Yeah, is that you? Then you need to go check out FAF Graphics because they give you the factory treatment. Located here in Pueblo, Colorado, FAF Graphics will get you your bike looking just right for your next race. You need that moto seat to match the graphics? They do that too. So go email Jeff today at sales at fafgraphics.com. Alright guys let's dive right in. Um, also for you guys working in the shops and everything uh, we're going to add a little bit of tunage for you guys. I created uh, two little beats, two songs um, for you guys working in the shop to be able to listen to and everybody driving as well. Um, just have a little bit of feel of music um, just so it's not just my voice the whole time. So we're diving in right in. So you've all heard the exact same line. I guarantee it everybody's heard this walking into a shop, right? And I, I'm pretty positive that everybody has the same reaction or the same feeling when they, they get told this. So we have all heard that line and when you go to purchase a part or ask for a specific part or something and the sales associate person goes, no, but I can order it for you. This is the most frustrating thing when you walk into a, a shop because I can order it myself too. So shops need to uh, need to know that educated buyers and everything know that even with free shipping from the store, they would still have to pay for the gas to come back into the store when it arrives, the mileage on your vehicle to return to the store and to drive back home, And then you also have the other aspect of your time, right? You're going to have to go and everybody's time is worth something. No matter what it is, it's all everybody. No matter who they are, your time is always worth something. So whatever that, that may be, that's gone, right? So then you're taking time out of your time off or out of your free time to go back to the store, which... For some of us, yeah, we love doing that because we love motocross stuff and we love just looking in there. But for others, you know, you, you wanted to use that time to maybe go ride or go on your uh, on a trip or something, right? So shops need to understand that, that smart people are just going to order it and sh- have it shipped to their house because all of these these things, right? So when we can just order it ourselves and everything, and then when we go it's gonna be right there ready and we're probably even gonna save a little bit of amount because most of the online shops and everything are cheaper so shops need to understand that when that's not a proper response response right I can order it myself too. what else can you do for me right yes people in general general want to shop local and they want to help the support the community um, but a smart purchase is a smart purchase right I'm not gonna waste my hard-earned money on when I can buy more parts, you know, or uh, I can take that money and put it towards gas or, or, or something, you know. It you can't judge a customer for not wanting to spend it. You like, you can't get on a customer, what I mean, or the community or anything for not wanting have to spend extra money just to help support the community community right there's only so much that we can do yes we want to support the community but at the end of the day it's our money right it's not the community's money it's our money i'm going to spend it how i want to right the community's money is my my tax money right that's theirs i we can't fight well we can fight it but like that is what it is when legislation already is set in stone. You can vote later in the future, but we can't get away from it. That's the community's money. If you want me to shop local, you're going to have to support me as local too. So, <clears throat> yes, w- our shops and everything support our, our racing and everything very, very well. There's a lot of good shops out there that help us out a ton. So, we're not saying that. All we're saying is is if you want us to to support locally, meet us both ways, right? So with that being said, we as consumers also need to understand the challenges that shops face to try to fulfill our needs, right? You have to understand that they are in a, in a business as well. their Their livelihood and their families, food on the table and everything is at stake as well. They can only do so much. So we as consumers need to understand the challenges that they face, right? Uh, I, like I said earlier in the intro, I've worked in the industry. I was the top salesman when I moved over to, to bike sales for the first two months um, that I was a salesman. And then I was smart enough to do some math and everything and at the shop that I was working at. The pay structure wasn't there. For, I, I did the numbers and it wasn't feasible to me making the, the amount of money that you needed to be making to, to live in where I was and be well off or be, be doing good, uh, be money ahead, right? Um, also that just the, the, the customer base and everything too wasn't quite there. Um, so I, I moved back on to construction. I came back to construction. So uh, making that money, I'm able to spend more into the, the bike communities or the bike shops now. But I also understand the business that the faces, that the shops face. So uh, when you, whenever you're wondering why it's so hard to keep things in stock, I'm sure we have all thought this and it's like, why not why is it so hard to keep an item in stock, right? well first there's a ton of different brands, there's a ton of different machines, and there's all kinds of different parts, right? So it's extremely hard to be able to stock one random part that you may need, right? So we have to understand that with our our shops and everything that your random part that typically doesn't break, yes, go buy it online and probably not going to have it at the local shop. It's not feasible for them to have an oh five or an oh three two stroke like steel frame and and have like a bushing or something on it right like it it's just not practical for them to when they only sell one or two of them right so we also need to have conversations with our parts managers or whoever it may be at these shops and if you're going through certain amount of parts Ask them if they can keep something in stock and have communication with them and and try to help them be better too as well. Because sometimes they may not know why you always come into the shop, but they may want to facilitate your needs and stuff. So let them know, you know. That was always huge with the parts guys. What they're doing is they're using their systems and they see when they have a part in stock – and it, how many times they sell it, and how many times it's restocked, and they they're making their decisions off of that. So you have to understand that that's how they're they're judging their their financial stuff on there, right? So, and then the other challenges of that too. At the end of the year, companies have to pay taxes on all the inventory that they didn't sell for that year. It's the standard inventory tax, right? So if they have a bunch of the inventory in there that they didn't sell, they have to pay the taxes on it, and it it just it adds a huge hardship on them to be able to to just have to pay this money going to Uncle Sam, right, instead of a, going into their business and all kinds of other stuff. So that's why we as the community need to help our small businesses or even our just our large businesses and stop taxing everybody to death and having their. Our, Uncle Sam's hand in their pocket because ultimately it's not going back to the community anyways you haven't seen the return and everything that we have in life now is taxed your air is taxed your water's taxed your food's taxed everything in life is taxed and now when they don't want something they just raise the taxes on it and soda, like whatever it may be, they raise the taxes on it, right? So that's what happened in California with the two-strokes and stuff. They tried to phase out two-strokes and then two-stroke oils like taxed out the butt and then um, gas and everything to, to get the two-strokes, they try to ban those and then all the, the water recreational two-strokes and everything are gone because you can't have those in the waterways. So just be aware of that and make sure when you're voting you vote correctly because uncle sam doesn't need their hand in our pockets ev- with every little thing we're the most taxed nation in the world if you add it up with sales tax income tax state tax everything's taxed so stand up for your rights people and understand that these shops are taxed just as much as you guys you got to pay a percentage on the sales tax they have to pay employee tax they got to pay inventory tax they got to pay profit tax like it all everything their income tax everything so boom if you don't like to if you don't agree with this then you vote for politicians who allow businesses to run without uh uncle sam in their pockets so that's the end of story of that so moving on what can they keep in stock right so fluids typical replacement parts clutch plates Plastics, tires, tubes, bearings, air filters are your typical items to have in stock, right? Clutch plates are obviously going to go out. Clutch plates can also cover a various amount of machines and stuff depending on the manufacturer. These are things that you should have in stock. It makes sense. Tubes, tires, everything. You also need to look at the prices and try to be as big comparable to the online stores as well because a deal at the end of the day is a deal but you should be the the average price and i will much rather go into the local shop so i can have it now i'm an ins a lot of guys and a lot of women or whatever or instant satisf instant satisfaction they want they want that stuff right now right so i'd rather go into the shop pay extra five eight bucks if you got the tire in stock change it out and be ready to rock um Stuff like that instead of waiting on ground trip shri- shipping from like Colorado uh, or Rocky Mountain ATV or something. So these are the most critical things um, to have in the shop on stock. Bearings, especially like other than like and then your, your fluids and your chemicals, grease. Um, what are they going to need to replace these parts? Have some tools in there. Tools are a great one too like specialty tools or and your typical tools. Um, so, but the most, the very most critical thing for a shop to have is knowledge, right? Knowledge about which part you can use on different bikes with different models and different years. You need a really educated parts sales associate to help out your customers. That is key. That is critical. If you can train And invest back into your people to be training for a good parts guy that knows these things for the manufacturers that you cover within your shop. It's going to be huge. Instead of just referencing a book, knowing that like your two strokes for Yamahas haven't changed since like 05 and the only thing that's really changed is your suspension. Um, And they've upgraded some of the plastics and stuff since then, like in 2015 and just knowing that all that stuff is universal and it like that knowledge is more valuable than any book or whatever it may be because you can really help people out and you can still sell a lot more parts then you can also help your parts manager to stock the right things uh, that people are going to be going through and need and we're going to touch back on labor as well the 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 yeah, the parts sales associate guy and and the laborer out in the shop as well but like there's more critical things too um that that if you have a good parts guy can really bring money into your shop right okay so uh one shop in colorado um does an outstanding job of keeping a, a ton of stuff in stock they are the best everybody i've they all say the same thing They have a wide range of bike for the wide range of bikes. Shop like these will succeed, and they won't have to rely strictly on bike sales for revenue. This store that I'm mentioning doesn't even sell bikes, so that's how successful they are and how well they're doing because they don't even need to sell bikes to to stay afloat. Um, It's Performance Cycle of Colorado. Um, If you haven't been there, they're over by Dry Creek Road. Um, They're right by my place, actually, so it's it's wonderful. It's only a 10, 8-minute drive or whatever. But Christian there is one of the best parts guys I've ever dealt with, right? He's smart. He's knowledgeable. He's in the industry. He races like us. He's super passionate about it, just like we are. And they don't work off a commission either, so he... They're always there to help. So they haven't sponsored the show. Uh, Christian and me have been talking and they're super they're, they're super interested and they support the show 100%. So we've been talking and I hope they come on board because they're by far my favorite shop out of the whole state um, and I will support them and recommend them even if they don't sponsor the show. Um, I probably won't promote them as much as I would Um, but I still definitely recommend them a hundred percent, right? So, um, and I'll probably touch up base with them a little bit more and talk about them as we go through this episode and, and reference with some of the things that they have, but performance of Colorado performance cycle of Colorado, um, right there is, uh, is one of our best shops. They do such a good job of keeping all kinds of stuff in stock, sprockets, chains, whatever it may be, um plastics for every single bike air filters for every single bike always have tear-offs they always have every little thing that you can think of in stock they change tires there um everything it's really awesome it's smart um really economical they they True rims, um, they do spokes, all kinds of bearings and such too. Small shop stuff, very small shop stuff. I don't want to speak too much about all the the shop stuff too much because uh, I might say something that they don't do um, or speak incorrectly. So why we want to facilitate the? Everybody says we can buy it on online, right? But the most educated buyers. Still want to go to the shops and they still like to shop in stores because they want to be able to use their other senses when making decisions on purchases, right? That's who. That's what the smart, educated buyer does. What does the quality feel like? Um, we like to touch the material. We like to be able to feel the quality of the product and see how well it would hold up over time. You can kind of see zippers and and how things are sewn together and and the quality of it just by like small tugs and and certain things like that right so we want to make sure that uh we can be able to touch all kinds of the stuff and everything um being able to compare products side by side and uh, being able to have one location to do this makes it very convenient, right? Like Performance Cycle has all kinds of different brands, so you can take your gear sets or even whether it be protective gear or stuff and compare one with the other. Not every shop is going to be able to do this because they can't carry more than than one or two brands themselves, right? They can't have so much inventory in there like we went back and discussed on the previous uh segments in this episode that like they can't always have a bunch of stuff in stock so knowing your customers and and thinking outside of the box a little bit you should kind of know who's coming in there and what what brands to have and know yourself what which ones are the quality and affordable products that you can sell and be max my profit right um, so we're gonna take a, a, a quick break here since we're already kind of at 20 minutes so we can just recap and uh, take a, a few advertising um, segments from our a word from our sponsors and then uh, maybe a tune and then we'll get back going on it right maybe we'll save a little bit music for a better transition because we still got a lot to talk about So thank you, sponsors, for for helping our our show, and uh, here's your, your moment. Compact Auto Repair is your complete car and truck repair center. Don't let the name fool you. We do it all from domestic, imports, and diesels. Family owned and operated, servicing Southern Colorado since 1982. From minor and major repairs. We can't fix all your problems in life, but we can fix your ride. Give Riley a call today at 719-543-0731. That's 719 719- 5430731 All right, so thank you Compact Auto Repair once again go down and take in your vehicles there out in the county. And uh, get some work done with them, and mention the podcast, and they'll take very good care of you. And it also helps us uh, to know that their investment in us uh, was beneficial, and and help them out. So win-win for everybody, right? So next thing I want to get into is a very great idea to keep a keep people in the stores, and b um, add. Some value into your store to make sure you bring in customers and why they want to buy from you right so that that everybody's seen those little kiosk shops or the little um, vendors that you can go in there and put anything on some swag and it's very affordable and uh, you can get it on sweatshirts whatever it may be right so if you're selling gear in your shop Why not have a $10 name and number print option with purchase of a gear set, right? So you invest in your company, you have a printer that you can print out um, your iron ons, then you have your simple shirt press, right? So if your customers come in, you can offer them this option of a $10 press on jersey name and number if you buy a, a a a jersey set from them right if you're a big enough company you could even do a free number and name and number right you don't have to go super creative with all kinds of different like faf does or some of the other crazy uh graphics companies faf does some really awesome designs and stuff but you don't have to go to that extent you can do a very simplistic very simple but good design and still offer that to people and bring them in and make them want to come purchase a gear set from you right so then the other half of that is so it's very cheap cheap equipment to do very affordable and plausible but then the other side of it too is that they all teach this in in as employees right uh if you work in in the motocross shop the longer someone stays in the shop, the more money they spend, right? So then after they have picked out all their stuff and their gear set, and you give them that option to press their name and number, then he goes, well, it will only take 20 minutes, right? 20 to 30 minutes, whatever it may be. You want to be efficient. You don't want them to have to wait forever. And you don't want to have to send it out to Defy or to, to FAF and then have them wait for their gear set, right? You want to be able to do it in the store, this is where you're going to be more beneficial. So they wait 20 to 30 minutes longer in your store for their gear set. And then they walk around your store and they pull out more stuff that they want to buy and they spend more money, right? It's a win-win. If the small printing shops at the malls can offer it and do it, it's very quick and easy to be able to do it in the shop, right? Small investment, teach your employee how to run the, run it, do the press put the name and number on there or even your own graphics so then you can even expand this right so then on the front of their jersey you can put your logo and represent your company on every gear set that you sell so then you don't even have to ask for the customer's permission, really, you can just this is part of the printing process and you throw your logo on their gear set. You're free advertising yourself as they do that. I guarantee it the customer's not going to be upset if you put your logo on there. A, they're going to think that you're sponsoring them and it they look more factory right and then b you're getting all the free advertising that them wearing their gear set on there they're not going to be upset that because they're buying their gear from you they're going to think that you're sponsoring them so it's a win-win it's so simple and all this marketing that you're gonna do is gonna bring in more business and paying off for all that equipment that you bought and it's not even that much equipment It's the press and the printing process right you probably already have printers so then all you have to do is just buy the the vinyl prints out printouts it's very simple and any craft store has them all you gotta do is press it so it's, it's super simple it's not hard to do and you can bring in more money, right? That's the ultimate goal, more money into your shop. So being super creative like this is going to make you stand out and you're going to earn other people's business even if your designs were simple like we mentioned before, right? People would still purchase because of that service. Not, not everybody, like me when I was first coming into the industry, I didn't really know how to get your name and number on the back, I then found out that the graphics companies like FAF can do it for you and I saw the cool designs and stuff and saw that process but I didn't learn that until way 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 afterwards. Uh, I did see the options online and that's one way I got my name on the back of the jersey. The other way was me just going to Hobby Lobby and ironing in on myself right. So if You gave that option and people knew about it, you're going to bring more customers into your store, and it's a totally different, like alternate marketing tool. You're going to be able to market this and pay it off very quickly and then bring additional revenue once it's paid off. It's smart, it's very smart. And I know a couple of Moto Shops that are already kind of in the process of it, but they're teaming up with the graphic company, which this is their decision and everything, but logic as from a customer, you want that instant satisfaction, right? So customers aren't going to want to wait for your graphics company to be able to have time to, to put on the numbers for them too. Then the other side of it too is the graphics company may be very busy and who knows when they can get to your store sales. So remember you're relying on your reputa- uh your reputation, excuse me, not representation, but your reputation from another's company's performance. So just be aware of that if that's how you you go the route instead of buying the own equipment and the press yourself and just doing keeping it to simple designs then let the professionals do their their crazy Awesome looking designs and stay s- simple and it'll be more profitable for you And you won't be sitting around waiting for the stuff that you sold to deliver to the customer Just think about that process i just pointing it out, alright? So that was one great idea Alright, so we're going to keep that comp- creative ball rolling And then we'll go into like a little bit of music break as uh, for some breathing room, right? Because there's a lot of information that needs to be processed So, this is huge too, right? So, it's very inexpensive. We're talking for a a multi million dollar or even a couple hundred thousand dollar revenue. Imagine spending two to five thousand dollars on this, right? There's a really inexpensive laser engraver for around that cost, right? Two to five thousand dollars. So, if you take that investment. And if the other part of that too is you really need an amb, ambitious uh, parts person that wants to learn different skills and to learn that operate, uh to operate the engraver, you need that CAD and 3D kind of so you, that you're printing that laser engraving on the correct uh, part. So you need that educated parts guy to to be able to do that. But having an employee like that means you can pay them more, him or her more, giving them a better lifestyle, making them happier while bringing additional revenue into your business, um, being able to uh, account for those additional costs. Then you bring more passion into their jobs so they're happier at work. You have happier employees, better work experience and everything, and you're fulfilling their needs. And you might even facilitate... Uh, A possible different career or for someone as a stepping stone um, to move out of the industry and do something on them themselves as well or just to to expand your business and and keep doing that right so you're you're gonna bring a ton of additional revenue imagine selling levers clutch covers uh, sprockets ignition covers, skid plates, all these parts with like large surfaces of metal um, that you can do laser engrave and having those personally engraved, right? You could add just a, a fee onto the part, right? And then you could, as you, you get a historical data of all these, of shapes and sizes and such, um, and having a common, like even sprockets, like even having a common uh, laser engraving, you can really start knocking these out pretty quick, right? So you have a standard extra 20 to $50 for the engraving. It's a very cheap investment to be able to step the game up from your competition on all the other stuff. So imagine sp- selling any of your parts that you could laser engrave and have factory um, looks and setups for all the local people there. I guarantee it. Every single person within the state, if you give them this option for that cheap or that affordable, they're gonna go to you and buy sp- all their sprockets from you, all their their levers, their their covers, their ignition covers, and everything, and and get it their names and numbers and whatever it may be on their bikes they're gonna want that creativity they're gonna want their bike looking that factory look and being able to provide them with a cheap option instead of them having to go buy the expensive parts and then take it to another place to have it laser engraved and then an extra 300 bucks or whatever those people are charging could be a really outrageous amount there's a reason why the factory guys can, can do that. The, the people who manufacture the parts make them specific special parts and they engrave them themselves. Why not take that extra step, be creative, be passionate and ingenuitive within your industry and, and take a leap and invest in yourself. I, I'm dead serious. You can go on Facebook, and they all have these laser engravers that come in a little box, or not like a little box. This is like the size of a computer or a little bit bigger, and all you do is set your part in there, and then you work on the computer, and it laser engraves it for you. They're all two to $5,000. That is not an expensive um, investment, right? Especially if you're selling like an extra revenue of fifty dollars on an extra part which all you would do is go straight towards the the equipment and the the extra maybe labor or um, whatever it may be to train that parts guy or even a manager who are already gets paid that you never know Uh, think about your business and how you want to structure it and how you want to deal with the costs and everything but I would just do the two to $5,000 and learn how to run it myself. And then as you train somebody to do it, you can phase out and step out of the work, but all of it's still extra revenue. It's super smart. It just makes sense. It's so easy to just be like, hey, you want that factory look and everything? Come, Come get our parts here. We'll put your name, number, and designs or logos or whatever it may be uh, you don't want to go too extreme where it becomes difficult, but the simplistic name and number, people are going to go nuts over it. And then have your your common logo and start like you did with your, your jersey idea, throw your logos in there, and then that's free marketing again. And then you're putting on all your logos on all your parts that you're selling along with the manufacturers, right? It's super, super smart. People are going to love it uh then the other idea is to bring people in and like we said in the other ones uh you're you're gonna keep them there until um the laser's done engraving so they're gonna walk around and they're gonna see more stuff that they want and they're gonna spend money so then the other side is make your shop like a hangout spot have some other non- they don't have to spend money or something. Just make it a cool hangout spot where someone can come in, drink some soda, and, and talk about motocross or talk about racing or, or just walk around, and look at some stuff, or play video games or even watch a, a, a movie or something. Not like an actual, like a motocross movie or something in your shop. Um, Having it a hangout, more guys at the Wild West were all these old-timer Harley guys that just loved to come in and sit down, drink coffee, and have it as a hangout spot. And then randomly one or two of them would see something they would like and buy it. So there's certain ways you can even gather the young crowd to do that, right? Not just the old guys, but the young crowd. Think of ways of bringing them out and making it that, that hangout spot. Come hang out at the motocross store. You, you like motocross enough, come chill with us. We as sports enthusiasts love being and surrounded by the things that we love. We love all things off-road, so we would love to sit around it, right? Uh, I guarantee it having a hangout spot would be really awesome. So we're going to take another moment from a word from our sponsors, and then we're going to come back with the track improvement secret of the week. Um, it's going to be same topic, keeping some creative ideas, and uh, we have a cool theme topic or something for a track to be able to bring in extra revenue and uh, just bring overall happiness into the community as well so we're going to come back with that so thank you sponsors as well Applied Technology brings Racetech suspension products, service, and enterprise to the Rocky Mountain region. With extensive experience in Racetech products and applications, we provide the same level of suspension service and support that you come to expect from the Racetech headquarters in Corona, California. Be sure to mention code RMRR2020 for a discount on your suspension service. All right, so the track improvement secret of the week, right? The the topic, the the same common theme for this episode has been thinking outside of the box, right? So we're gonna continue that with our track improvement topic. Uh, creating ad- additional revenue isn't always easy, but there are ways of using uh, of doing it, right? There are ways of of bringing in more revenue other than just the bike, the, the car wash or the, the bike washes that we've mentioned before and other ways, right? So this is another one. Using a projector, um, a track or a track manager um, with a big old sheet or a side of your building and such um, could have a very inexpensive movie night like a drive-in um, for the track. So whether it be a dirt bike movie um or just a new film, tracks could uh, put on a weekly drive in with everybody's vans and motor rigs. And if the track was set up for night riding, this could be a lot of fun because you could watch the movie, ride, and then watch the movie. Um, that's why I, I really want to start trying to get tracked here in Colorado to, to be able to have night riding. Um, I think it would be huge to have night series. So I'm going to try to work with Jeff uh, Greenwood as much as possible uh, down in Pueblo and support him and try to get investors in with him as much as possible to see if we can get um, basically um, night riding in Colorado. I think it's very easily, easily plausible. I think IMI could do it. I think uh, Aztec could do it, and I think Pueblo could do it. Um, Aztec probably not because they already have county issues and everything that they're only supposed to start at a certain time with the people in the neighborhood. So I'll recant my statement on that one. But I think since Pueblo is owned by the city and everything, I think we we have a chance with that one, and the weather is really good as well. But uh, IMI is another one that I think is very easily i mean they already have night races for the flat track and everything um i think they're already right there in a little bit extra effort you're you're set right so you, you have all the the moto vans and the motos rigs and you could ride that night and then watch the movie and then just camp out um, it would be awesome when, for those who don't race or something, still get that camping at the track atmosphere that um, we who do race get to, to feel and feel that, that warmth, family feeling of everybody hanging out at the tracks and such. Um, those people who don't re- race would still be able to feel that and hang out in the pits, I would say, kind of that, that feel and be able to watch a, a drive-in movie would be awesome. So uh, you can do that and then it would be make it a weekend um, so that you could allow that camping for overnight and then allow for riding the next day. And then also it's another way to grow and bring people to your track Um, for youth riders. You can offer um, discounts for their their high grades or other ways to be uh, incentive people to come to your track. Um, that was one of the other ones was, um, report cards to, um, bringing, bringing able for have youth and teenagers and everything to bring your report card to the track and offer them 50% off or whatever for good grades. So that's one option too. But, uh, having that moto night and the drive in, I think would just bring everybody kind of together. You could hang out. Sorry, <sighs> shouldn't be on in here. I'm thinking about sleeping at the track, I guess. Um, but no, um, just another way of bringing in revenue, right? So then, if you have, if they're staying for the movie night, you charge them an extra ten bucks or whatever it may be, and they get to watch a movie. You don't have to have like a super fancy movie. There's free dirt bike movies on uh, YouTube that you can easily stream. Or if you just wanted to buy a $3 movie at Walmart or something, put it in a DVD player or in your computer. doesn't have to be super, super elaborate. People just want to spend time at the track and enjoy themselves. So try to capitalize off of it. So we're going to keep on giving some really good ideas. Um, I'm still withholding my... Um, things that I would do if I was owning a track because I still have my dream of opening um, a race compound. So that's my passion. That's my dream. Um, A lot of people are there as well and want that kind of dream. I just have some, I I feel like, really good ideas that we can revolutionize the sport. So I'm going to try to support FAF and Jeff down in Pueblo as much as possible because they have the passion and they they want to make it better. So let's help them out. If you people have any smart investors or people who just don't need a big bag of money to give to people, let's try to buy um, a, that motocross um, track equipment. I don't think you need this specific one for tracks because like I mentioned in our previous episodes, um, for the track improvement, uh, you can use – arena dirt uh, like rodeo arena equipment and still get the same results so those investors let's try to invest in Jeff and try to invest in some of those maybe those mobile um, diesel generator lights um, if those aren't economical or plausible for the night riding for the location let's try to get some poles and some lights and and donate some time and and some effort and try to get night riding down in Pueblo or let's try to do something or whatever you know let's revolutionize Colorado that's all these these track updates are for so we're gonna uh, have a little segue a little break into some tunage and then we'll get back into saving the or saving the local motocross shop from from getting pushed out by the internet that's this topic of the episode so let's listen to some tunes clearer thoughts regain our minds so we can think about some good ideas and uh, we'll get back to it right but here's some tunage right, good little music break over now. So uh, now we're getting in. We went through parts. We went through uh, some of the struggles that the shops face. Now we're going to talk about shop repairs and labor costs, right? So that's the other half of uh, staying away from bike sales and everything. That's the other half of the motocross shop, right? So shop rates for repairs are always typical Um, being higher than your average mechanic who is on their own that doesn't have such high overhead. You need to understand how a business is run. Um, there There are other things that are counted into a shop rate than just what you have to pay a mechanic, right? There's The power, the tools, everything that the shop has that they have to pay off and and pay for is incorporated into their shop rates, not just the, the, the cost that they have to pay for someone. They have to pay for someone's health insurance, they have to pay for benefits, 401Ks um Whatever it is that they're giving to these employees is incorporated into the shop rate. so that's why they're always typically higher than someone who is on their own which is understandable. We need to know that Good you want a higher or a higher shop rate to have good quality mechanics, right That's how you keep those those um, great mechanics, Employed and keeping them happy is by paying them an adequate wage uh, Which is totally fine the only problem that shops need to focus on is Properly quoting repairs right for actual costs and not for maximum profit Um, We are all in business to make money and that is the point we get that right but charging three hours of labor to do a two-stroke top end when it takes like an amateur mechanic like me or someone else an hour at the most to do I can do it in like 45 to 30 minutes top end cake right on a two-stroke that's what we're talking about top end on a two-stroke super super cake in out and boom for a shopped when when I was working at this other specific shop, uh, I always would ask like, "What are you going to charge for that?" And they said three hours. How is a professional mechanic going to charge three times the amount of time it takes to do it than what it actually takes to perform the work? You're going to bring in more business. By quoting accurately, plus you're going to instill more faith that you're you're within your customer to know that they are being taken care of and not just being extra profit, right? Um, I would much rather pay a higher shop rate or something um, and know that I am paying the fair quoted time than just an average, okay, this is going to take three hours because a guy's going to walk back and forth and do this and that, or whatever it may be, right? Go and get the parts. And I don't care about how efficient your guys are. You need to be quoting the time that it takes to do the task. It's not the overall how long your mechanic's going to work on it, it should be the task. That's what you're quoting. You're quoting me the task. I'm not paying for your guy to walk back and forth or take a break and go to the bathroom or something in between. I am paying for the work. Um, so three hours for a two-stroke top end, uh, no, that's ridiculous. And you're losing out on revenue because people are going to just go to the smaller shops And smaller shops are going to do it because uh, it isn't worth your time, but it's worth their time. So obviously if it's worth their time and if they can do it at the the more affordable rate and the less hours and a more fair price – Then my logic as a customer is with this type of thinking. You aren't going to take care of me on the small stuff, so you definitely aren't going to take care of me on the big stuff. So I'm not when I have a major repair. I'm definitely not going to take it to the shop no matter what. So that's where if you're running a shop, ends justify the means. Um, If if it doesn't make sense to do that kind of stuff, if you don't want to take care of customers right there in the long run, if you think that's going to help your business because, oh, we'll just take care of the big stuff, that doesn't work for consumers like me. I'm sorry. I want you to take care of me on the small stuff, and then I know when a big something big happens, I'm going to get taken care of. That's why I take all my mechanic stuff to Mark Bickford down in Colorado Springs with 6S Racing because I was the type that I tried to do everything on my own and I still kind of try to do, but I can't do bottom ends and I don't have the tools. I took my two stroke to him and I was just blown away because not only did he do what I wanted him to do, he found other things while doing the task and corrected those things without even me asking me just just doing a quality job I had a motor mount that was cracked and him looking through my motor and, and inspecting it while he did his work he saw the crack which I never did he welded it for me back up and did a great job that is the kind of customer service that you deserve and that people are going to pay for he is amazing, and I'm so thankful for all the stuff that Mark does. That's why he has won me over, and I will all take all my motor stuff to him all the time. My suspension stuff obviously goes to applied, but when it comes to motor work or me rebuilding an engine or anything, he's. I'm totally sold on going to Mark. I'm. I'm I have other reasons as well and if you want to talk to me personally about it i'll i'll have my full opinions there but i won't use the the podcast as a platform to uh talk about other things uh even though i feel that it's warranted but uh don't always just trust your friends as recommendations work off of your own um experiences and such too because whenever someone doesn't know a topic or if they don't actually know what goes into the extent of the work um a lot of people add fluff and all kinds of stuff to act like they know what they're talking about and once you come to the the actual conclusion and find out the truth um the truth always comes out and and those people either look good or look super horrible after the fact so um just food for thought so we're gonna take a word from our sponsors now to try to, to recollect again, and then we have another long um, Moto Mom tip, uh, Moto Mom and Dad tip of the week, and it's more kind of it, it, it's going along with the motocross shop, and it's how to convince your your father or mainly your father your 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 parent. Uh, I'm sorry. With all, if you want me to keep gender neutral or whatever, but I don't care. At the end of the day, um, if you have one single or if you have a single parent, I, I'm sorry. Uh, it, it sucks. But I, I I wrote this like you're convincing your father that you deserve a bike, whether you're a female or a male, or whether you have um, split up parents or if you lost a parent. I I totally feel for you. I lost a parent myself, so uh, I'm sorry, but I, i'm not going for the pc route this is how I, I i wrote it and i'm not apologizing for it so but i do apologize for any of your your feelings that um that has come up if you're listening to this but it's not intentional and it's not directed towards you guys we've we all love each other it's just this is how it's written so please be understanding so Thank you, uh, sponsors again. I'm going to say it lots of times because without you guys, this wouldn't be possible. I couldn't be able to afford some of the, the equipment. I wouldn't be able to buy everybody shirts and be able to hand out shirts or be able to sell shirts. We wouldn't be able to ha- like started up um, some competitions. We're going to have um, special events now. Um, I just released that on Facebook or Facebook and Instagram. So, um, we got lots of big things coming, and without these sponsors, it wouldn't be possible. So, pick up on the multiple repetitions of all these ads and support those who support you guys because they are the ones who are paying for the trophies, they are the ones who paid for the shirts. Jeff is the one who's helping us out with the limbo competition. That's the the announcement, and I'll give more details as we get along on episodes. But we're having a limbo competition down in Pueblo during the shootout on September 19th after practice. And the low man wins. How low can you go? And we're going to have a knockout competition that whoever signs up and everything, you're going to get tries and if you hit the limbo stick and knock it off you're out and the last man standing is going to win some prizes and stuff i'm going to try to get more prizes right now we have two one's a five hundred dollar item and another one's a three hundred dollar item so we're giving out at least eight hundred dollars worth of stuff and hopefully i can get some more sponsors uh I've never reached out on any of my sponsorships to people. Uh, I've let it where I wanted to prove myself and let sponsors come in. And so far, it's been really great. But for that competition, I'm going to reach out to people and try to make it the best for you. Um, I don't even think I'm going to enter in it because I don't think I can drag bars. <laughs> I have an idea of who's going to win, too, but or if they even enter, but... Uh, It's going to be huge. We also already have people from New York who are messaging me on Facebook asking about the event. And they said that they're going to be in Colorado at the time. So we have people all the way from New York and out of state who are coming to this. So I hope you industry members who are listening can see that the podcast is working and we are making Colorado the destination, motocross destination so my plan's working i'm trying my best this is huge efforts out of everybody but i still need people to share the podcast and grow for the listeners so all of you james hess everybody who's been sharing our podcasts on a regular basis thank you so much i appreciate it very much it means the world to me and god bless thank you very much Go X Services, your go-to choice for grading and excavation needs. Serving Larimer and Weld County, we specialize in renovating and installing driveways, site preparation, rough grades, final grades, drainage, and erosion control. Fulfilling your dirt work needs, call us today at 970-481-6225. That's Go X Services at 970 970- Four eight one six two two five. All right, little ladies and gentlemen, uh, you guys are gonna want to get your pens and pencils out, or your crayons, or whatever you're using to write, and you're gonna want to take some notes down if you're looking to purchase a brand new bike, or if you're wanting to get into the motocross scene, right? Um, I had a extreme difficult time growing up, um, wanting a dirt bike and never having the chance to, I had horses and rodeoed and I was never allowed to have a dirt bike. So maybe if I would have had this podcast when I was a kid and was listening to it, it would have been able to help me, uh, purchase a a bike or ask my parents to be allowed to have a dirt bike. So first thing is is you want to point out your responsibilities right work hard and save up and show your dad or show your mom you are responsible and you will take care of such a demanding and an expensive machine you need to show that right um mow lawns do chores work during the summers and after school Don't waste your money on new gadgets or your video games or your ditzy girlfriend, right? If you do have a ditzy girlfriend. Save your money uh, and prove to your parents that you're willing to invest in yourself and invest and save towards a goal that you really want. Um, Remind your dad of his younger self, right? Key point here is don't point out all the bad stuff, you know, like your dad The time he got drunk and vandalized uh, his buddy's bike or something or peed in his gas tank or whatever it may be, right? Don't want to bring those up. You want to remind him of him traveling to the races or moto trips and having adventures with his friends and tell him the stuff of like that. Dad, you're the legend of the family. Remember when you did this or Hey, Dad, remember when you got clotheslined off the, the bike when you were riding at uh, a rope and stroke at an event or something, like little funny things or something that makes him really be passionate about motocross or uh, think about him growing up and what it was like to be in your shoes, right? Dad, you're the legend of the family. Use that line and, like, well, I learned it from watching watching you, Pops, like, why do you think I I, I want to have a bike? I want to be like you. Play that play that card, right? Don't milk it too much because he's definitely going to like call you out for it. But pull on those strings, you know? Pull on them hard. Be like, Dad, I just wanted to be like you, stud motocross guy, um, or a wild man who loves adrenaline, and I, I want a bike, right? So... Next one, you're going to state your accomplishments, right? Staying out of jail is not an accomplishment. That's kind of pretty easy, right? So we're not going to use that one. But reminding your father that like you've done good to stay out of trouble. You've focused on your grades or something to prove to him that you deserve an award, right? Like I've, I've really gone out of my way and, and I've done good. To to prove that I I deserve something or I'm responsible enough to have this. Depending on your age and everything, involve your dad or your mom in on the decision, right? If this is for a street bike or, or something and you want to start riding the road... Your father is going to respect you way more if you first come to him for advice before making such a decision. It's a huge purchase. It's going to go out and going out and making such a large purchase without looking at all the options isn't a smart financial move. He's not going to really support the decision or uh, respect you as a man or a woman uh, by just going out making willy-nilly decision right involve him in it he's gonna respect you as a, an adult if you're that age or he's gonna expect you like respect you as such a young well raised little kid that you picked up on this and you were that mature to involve your father in the decision of like that sort such right the other side too is showing your father that you've already have your protective gear already picked out right moms and dads love to know that you don't want like they love they love you so much and they don't want you uh, or their kids to get hurt so show them that you're serious about riding safe and not being just a wild man or woman uh, or girl out out there and that if uh, you need help choosing gear Reference our episode um, number 002, our injuries and dangers of motocross. If you need help referencing some gears or, or speaking of uh, safety topics or whatever, so reference that our podcast episode of that. But show them that you you want to be safe and that you're not gonna. You may get hurt, but like you're not gonna go out and you're not gonna. Your parents aren't gonna lose you. Finding out all the gear that you'll need will also provide uh, you with the savings goal to present to your parents. Like this is how much all the gear that I expect to buy is going to cost. And this is how much I'm going to need to save. And it shows that you're financially responsible and financially smart to be able to save up for a goal, right? So the other big one too is guys – Always play on the string and everything, but deploy the male bonding argument. Right, milk this cow for all it's worth. Nothing's there's nothing more important or nothing a father loves more than creating memories with their child. Talk about how you would want to plan um, a motor motorcycle excursion together. So if you bought, if you're planning on buying a road bike, talk about. You and your dad or your mom going out and riding to a destination together. Talk about how plan the trip together. Um, if it's a motocross, talk about. Oh man, Dad, we could go ride up to this destination. You remember this lake? We could go ride the bikes there. Or you remember this motocross track? Talk about racing, um, racing moments and and passions and and great memories and try to tug on his heartstrings for that male bonding like they're gonna love uh that father and son or that father and daughter or that mother and son and mother and daughter moments right they they love those they're gonna cherish them just as much as you do as well so really pull on those strings right so the other side learn the details huge Study motorcycles or your dirt bikes or whatever which one you're buying as much as you can or that the one that you want to buy, um, so that you understand how they work, their specs, horsepower, all, all kinds of other s- certain things, oil capacities, especially the one that you want, right? So that you should learn the basic maintenance and simple repairs of them. You can show that your to your dad that you can handle. Um, mechanical aspects and there's another bonding experience for him right and you can show that you're a man and you can work on your stuff there's nothing more manly than writing than or like what's more manly than writing right being able to work and fix on your own stuff too your, your dad's really going to be like, yeah, that's my boy. He can fix. He can do a new top end. He can change his oil. He can change tires. He can change out tubes. I don't have to teach him anything. He's already got it under lock. Or use that that you want your dad to teach you those things. Um, those are great bonding moments and, and being able to, even with uncles or aunts or other family members, this doesn't necessarily have to always be your parents either. I'd love to take my nephew under my wing and teach my nephew to ride and such. I've I've bought him already dirt bikes and stuff, and I've been trying to. So maybe you don't always have to go to the parent routes either. Maybe tug on an uncle's heart a little bit too as well. Think about that avenue. Uh, So not only being able to work on your stuff, but you might be able to find a passion or a career choice down in the future by doing this you can use this to your advantage to being like dad I really want to be able to to do this as a career you're showing him that you can earn a living by by doing this that he's gonna maybe say that you're right and go in and purchase and invest in his child into that sport so that might be a good sway of being like hey Buy me a bike because this could turn out into a career, not a racing career. Don't don't play that one because the odds are against you on that one, right? Not everybody's going to be the next Dungey or the next motocross po- like pro. Great goal. Not hating on anybody on that. Just not plausible all the time. Goes for any sport, right? The odds are out to, against you. Doesn't mean you can't be a mechanic. Doesn't mean you can't be... A designer, or uh, your graphics, uh, next graphics guy, or parts guy, or whatever it may be, you might invent the the next helpful part, right? So, really, really tug on that. So, that's all I have for trying to buy a purchase a bike. We're gonna keep on the topic of local motocross shops, and then our next topic is gonna be a really good marketing tool and uh, a way to support the community and make your image above all the other shops. So that's where we're going to lead into it. So hopefully, maybe you can sway your mom and pop to to buy a a bike with, with some of those tips. Original Privateer represents the Privateer racer and the motocross action sport lifestyle dirt bikes motocross supercross and free riding is our culture we stand for a lifestyle that refuses to dwell in the common there's more to these sports than the thrill there's freedom endurance and the faith freedom in the risk endurance in the pain and the faith in accepting the challenge there is wisdom to be gained embrace it have faith over fear in life you cannot win the race by falling. this is what we're made of These are the codes that guide us and the passion that propels us. Thrill brings us together. Over the screaming of our engines, we can leave the noises of life behind. We ride. We are original privateer. T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and motocross and supercross apparel. Honoring the free souls, the risk takers, and the adventurers. So this next segment... Is our final segment uh, before the, the recap and this one might be a little bit difficult for shops to do but I think it would be huge benefit for the community and just the amateur rider itself. Um, the, the idea is basically parts testing days. Um, yes, there are already demo days where you can ride bikes, snow bikes, uh, sleds. All kinds of other stuff of riding the machines, right? Um, And other shops also let you ride the machine um, or test rides. Uh, What I am talking here is actual parts. A store could offer up several different bar bends. Um, You could pre-have these bars already with the left uh, hand grip side already on during the sponsored ride day. So you can switch them out from bikes pretty easy. Um, You would... Because obviously when you change out bars, you need one throttle tube and then the other one to be attached to the bar. So you'd have all these multiple bends with the grip already on them ready to be switched out from bike to bike, right? So you have multiple different bar bends for people to try and see um, which bar bend would work best for them. For customers... They wouldn't have this opportunity ever to be able to do this, and they would never get it without purchasing all the different bar bends themselves and then testing them out at the tracks themselves. That's super expensive to do. That's like, oh, let's say there's six or seven different bar bends at a hundred. Hundred dollars a piece at mid, like the the bottom range, because they're like usually like a hundred and nineteen for the twin walls or whatever. But like we'll say a hundred bucks, so that's eight hundred bucks just to find out which bar bend works for you the best. Factory riders, other people can do that, and or people who are sponsored by a company that will give them bars for free. I get it, um, but the average amateur rider. That, They're just choosing a bar bend and thinking what works best for them. Because, I mean, my whole thing about it is you research the type of rider of you, your size and everything, and then you kind of just choose the bar bend from there. But I've also had bar risers and all kinds of other stuff. So testing out different bar bends would be awesome to, to see which one I actually ride best with. And then you already have these people like Dio and Garrett Nibbler and um, I've seen them on a lot of other amateur guys' bikes. They all have these LitPro cr- programs or whatever. So then they would have their LitPro data on all of the different bar bends. And then they would be able to see which lap they were actually fastest with which bar bend. So you're helping the riders on a whole other level that no other shop could by doing this, right? If a shop just set up that. So, the other way that you could do is teaming up with a track like Aztec or teaming up with Thunder Valley or IMI or whatever track you want to do, you could even go to the the more struggling tracks like two rivers or jewel or something you know someone who's wanting the publicity as well who doesn't get it during the races because we don't race there anymore um that would want that so and and then offer to pay you, you go to those track owners right and say hey what is your average revenue for this day and then they say we make $1,200 $1,200 on this day or whatever we make a thousand dollars today right on a Saturday So then you offer them okay I will offer you half of that thousand dollars if you let everybody come in for $10 a day instead of 20 so then you get a market that you're saving the writers to come so then they come and ride for a cheaper price instead of $20, it's $10 because you helped them with the cost. Then you're helping them with all the different bar bends, but then they choose which bar bend they like. They purchase the bars from you, they purchase the grips from you to change out the bars, and then what? let's say we don't always have to strict these parts to just or limit to just bars, right? You could expand it out to any uni- universal parts on that they want to test out. Then at the end of the day, okay, you have a bunch of used parts. So what? You can either sell them at a discounted price and say, "Hey, these bars are still perfect. They're not bent or anything, but they are used." or other stuff. Um, or you could give them out as awards or some other sort and write them off on your taxes. you know. So then if the customer likes the bar bend like we were talking, then they get the brand new one in the set in the box ready to go or because you, you may need that same bar bend for the testing period so you can't just say, okay, good, keep them. They're, they're on your bike. We already installed them for you too. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, But you still need to use those bars as the testers or you're just going to go through another box. Um, You could do that too, whichever way you want to handle your business. Um, That way they're already installed on the customers, the customer keeps them on the bike, they're happy. Then they have to buy new grips because they already have two different matching grips from the one you put on and you might be wasting another set by creating another practice bar set. But... However you want to handle that situation is up to you and your business And what's more profitable for you But I would just sell them out of the box Take them off their, their their bike again Then they have to buy new grips To to be able to ride that day With their bar And you're bringing in more revenue that way So make sure on those ride days That you have grips available as well uh, And grip glue And all the other stuff That you they would need to install Grips, be smart Um, so then, uh, whichever shop does this, whether you have mechanics to change out the bars or not, you could team up with a local shop that does or a local mechanic or something. Or if you teamed up with Aztec, you could have Mark Bickford right there installing the bars for you. Um, that way, I don't know if you, like, if you install them, if they'd be like, well, you install my bars, that's why I wrecked or something. Um, you can get away with that by Either making the customer install them or using that mechanic um, as a as a getaway or one of your mechanics. So yeah, there's lots of lots of ways and everything. So we're gonna we're gonna figure, finish this last segment and then we're gonna listen to a tune and then we're gonna recap and end the episode. Our longest episode so far. Hope you guys aren't bored. I'm trying to stay exciting. Right, guys that's going to do it so continue to think you think outside of the box uh there's all kinds of different ways to beat the internet uh whether it be making good deals or making your own parts you can really just kind of pull in customers with the most simple ideas you know you could start up making your own tear-offs like cheap offscom does Just a a simple item like that could bring in customers. Um, Yes, there's no 100% solution to beat the internet. We get that. That's just the age um, that we live in. But being creative and having passion within your industry and within the sports, there's still ways to bring in customers into the store also the store shouldn't have to rely on bike sales just to survive right yes that's the engine of the store that's the heart of the soul that that is kind of ultimately what drives people to go there but stores shouldn't have to rely on that and 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 to to solely survive basic office of, off of bike sales right um, when they be able to bring in revenue in different sources, that's when we as consumers can get better deals on, on bikes and and that's where the most savings can help us the most too. So if we can help them out by being consultants and and providing them with these ideas, then maybe we can get some better um, deals on bikes and, and start getting more cost effective bikes because... At the end of the day, two strokes have been haven't been changed. Plastics not that that cheap. Like, what ultimately is is driving up these costs and everything on these bikes, right? So, um, they could be more affordable um, a lot of the times. I think you got to really bargain with them. Really got to bargain with them. So, using these I- ideas within the podcast are just a few. Um, to bring in more customers, to bring in more revenue and um, additional revenue or um, um, more customers to your store instead of the internet stealing uh, business away from you, right? But a smart, passionate employee is always still needed. You still need that smart, passionate guy who wants to learn the laser engraver, who wants to learn the t-shirt stuff, um, to be able to press th- those stuff, you still need those people to be able to sort support your business. So don't forget about training your employees or or having those passionate employees. Uh, I was one of them. I wanted to change the world. Um, all kinds of different stuff. Obviously, with this podcast, you can kind of see I want to change motocross and all kinds of stuff as well. I, and I'm very passionate uh, about the subject. So finding an employee like that, or if you have one supporting one already like the Christians out there, um, really support their 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 ideas and their thoughts as well um, and and invest in that and I guarantee it will pay pay back tenfold. So support locally when you're able to. Um, I do support that and they do uh, support you back in more ways that you know. Um, all I have to say with that is we're still educated buyers, and we're still gonna we work hard for our money, and we're still gonna spend it smartly. So shops and everything understand that and think about some of that stuff. Yes, you can order our, our parts for us as well, but we have to spend more money to come back in there and more time just to get the parts. So, even when you deliver it to our house and everything too, maybe that's a different option, you know. But, whenever we did that, we still charged them for shipping to their, their house because we didn't we had to ship it to the store, then we had to ship it to the person's location. But, you know what? It's cost of doing business. If uh, an online store can do it, maybe you should start set it up when you order the part from your supplier that it ships direct to the customer. And try to think outside of the box on that so uh thank you guys for listening thank you sponsors but ultimately thank you guys the listeners because without you guys and without a mass group the sponsors wouldn't want to 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 sponsor the show because no one would be listening right so you the listeners are the most important and that is why you are getting the most you're getting the stickers you're getting the t-shirts I'm handing most all this stuff out Um, t-shirt sales right now are just going towards the trophies and once trophies are bought everything else will be free from there there on out Um, I'm just struggling to afford the trophies but you know what I'm still saving up for it and at the end of the day we'll put it on a credit card and we'll pay it uh, eventually down the line right so I was always the one of the guys who like was barely underneath the, the top five, had a bad start or something. So I want to support uh, the, the underdog as well. Um, some of the guys who don't get trophies but need some of the spotlight. And then the Dapper Award where it has nothing to do with speed or anything. It's all about to do about your gear set and how you look. Um, so we got the dapper award and then we got the hard charger award Uh, the hard charger award or um, maybe it'll be like a sports it's not going to be like a sportsmanship award or something something maybe an adversity award i'm going to try to think of something uh the name a little bit better but we're going to give something out to one class each show shootout um and uh, just as someone who deserved uh, a recognition and an industry member, and I and a few other people, or whoever may be, um, will pick the winner. So, um, and then we'll interview them and include them in that episode podcast that will come out on Friday. So, go for it, guys. Uh, be a spotlight in the community. Um, make sure you're looking good with some fresh kits and you're walking around in the pits and, and talking to people. Um, if you don't know me personally, you better talk around and then maybe you'll talk to me and I'll see it and you'll get the Dapper Award. Um, so, Or you'll be nominated for it because I think I'm going to do like three people, take pictures of the three people and then maybe depending on how turnout is on voting... Um, we'll vote and we'll, uh, let the, the viewers decide on who has the best kit. Just kind of like the Seven Deuce Deuce does, uh, as well. Um, but we'll just do whatever three people I see that look the best, I think, you know. Uh, there's a lot of sick gear out there. You can make your own personal gear too, so. Whoever stands out the most, uh, will get it. So thank you, um for listening again and uh, I'll see you guys out at Denver Arena Cross that's going to be our next episode and then we have Derek Anderson coming up Uh, I'm going to go interview with him probably Tuesday so we'll finally get that one out and then we need to start scheduling with families and doing spotlight families and getting some of our other showcase stuff Uh, we're going to have once applied Technology uh, starts to free up a little bit. We're going to have some suspension podcasts as well. And then uh, more in the works as it develops with other companies as well. So more to come, guys. Please share and grow the podcast. I I need everybody to be sharing episodes so we get more listeners and people start seeing what this podcast is capable of. So thank you and God bless. Remember, this sport may break our bones, but it will never break our souls.